Looking to get side of Font. Lafondra away from Davis. Three one running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls preview podcast supported by Phantom Bruco. Well, I tell you what, you would definitely need a few pints to get through the last week or so with Redden Football Club. It has been absolute carnage. And kind of in a weird way, I've been joined by James Earnshaw from the Redden Chronicle. It feels mildly positive, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, because we haven't got a game to dissect, having lost. So it's been quite positive on <laughs> that. That's dark, point. James. That really <laughs> <ain't> straight away. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it is obviously we obviously going to talk about the protest that happened on Saturday, the pitch invasion. We did talk about it in the podcast that we've done in the abandonment one, but obviously James has a different angle on it being a journalist. And I'm not saying that you created it or anything, James, because you definitely did not create this uh, pitch invasion. But it feels like maybe a little bit of a tipping point when it came out the story that you broke last Thursday, was it? Or was it Friday? Last, yeah, last Friday. Yeah, I seem to have yeah. been touch papers. And uh, so some people at the club who, uh, which you'd imagine, um, yeah, kind of just uh, set it, set the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, it was a hell of a day, wasn't it? I mean, as soon as you got into the ground, you knew it was there was a different atmosphere. But as a journalist, how do you feel like watching events kind of like evolve? Because you've got two minds there going on for you, James. Because obviously, you're a massive Reading fan, and but you're also a journalist. So just covering these kind of events, how, how does that work for you? Yeah, pretty hectic and busy. Uh, the minute I set foot through the door, I had some of the, you know, the, the, the staff talking about it and, and thinking things are going to be sort of kicking off. And yeah, it took less than a minute for things to start going um, sort of the way they did. Um, I guess it's pride at the, the beginning. Um, you know, we all knew it was coming and it was great to see so many fans standing up for what they believed in and standing up for the future of our clubs but then obviously you've got people running around like blue ass flies behind me trying to work out what to do and you know I had a few sort of obviously uh neutral fan um staff behind me who were a bit peeved uh, that they were sort of losing money and losing work um but no other than that no it was good to see no I, I totally agree um as I've covered you know mentioned many times I think it was 100% the right thing to do I mean, it's been a chaotic week. After that, we obviously see massive amount of media coverage, which we've never seen before on our situation. Talk Sports, Sky Sports, BBC News, national media, um, international media, uh, multiple times and all of them from fans, you know, from Cell Before We Die, from just fat Reading fans, all fantastic coverage. And I think they've all spoken so well, too. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been amazing to see the uh, the coverage that Reading have got. Um, I, I think people, even if people didn't agree with it at the time, I think they can now see sort of the impact it's made. Um, and and yeah, it's hopefully long way to continue in the, in the media and, and people push for push for change. Yeah, I think the highlight was that like almost uh, 120 seconds or whatever it was of Dai Yang Pan clearly in the back of a car. Uh, probably watching <laughs> something else on his phone, but um, uh, of him uh, just Talking utter waffle yet again, James. I mean, but he is alive. We can confirm when he was alive at that moment. Who knows? Who knows where he is now? Some cryogenic cell or something. But um, he is a very, very, he's a massive part of the issue at the club, isn't he? And the sooner he's gone, just like all the other parasites that hang around with uh, Die Young, the better, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the club won't progress with someone like him at the club, um, working almost against his his uh, colleagues at the club. Um, and yeah, I guess just behind um, Die, he is the probably the, the next one down. Um, I, I've been pushing to try and get him to do an interview, so it's um, a work in progress. I can't obviously slate him too much yet until he's uh, until he's agreed. Um, but no, there's, there's no doubt that he's obviously a massive contributing factor to to the issues. Yes. Well, let's move on today. You obviously had the press conference there. And Mark Bowen appeared as well and had some interesting things to say. Uh, we have money for a hotel in Wigan. Um, this, you know, most clubs, that's normal. But that's actually good news for the players, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's great news. So they didn't fancy driving up at what five o'clock tomorrow morning um, up to, to Lancashire. Um, I think some people were saying that um, it's not fully for every single um, away game and that obviously for some longer ones there were provisions. Um, again, I can't see them driving up to Carlisle um, on the morning of the game. So I guess they must have had some backup options. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice for the players to have a sort of nice amble up tomorrow and, and, and go ready on Saturday morning. Yeah, I think if they do have to go all the way up to Kyle on the morning. You would say that's probably booked in the excuse for the defeat, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's kind of, I would understand that. Even fans attending... Sorry? I was just going to say, even fans attending, I don't think many of them will be driving up on the day of the game. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Now, what I was going to say was that um, also Tom Holmes hopefully will be registered by the EFL then. Well, let's hope so. They pull the finger out. Yeah, they have noticed stuff is going on at the club. <laughs> Also, that there's three or four NDAs around people wanting to buy the club. We've all been here before, haven't we? Let's be honest. You know, it's it's not breaking news, but you know, it's what Mark Bone said today. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you said, you've got to take it all with a pinch of salt. Um, now that Nigel Howe is in place, hopefully, sort of things and communication can improve and, and things start to move and continue to move in the right direction. Um, but as you say, sort of, we, we've had three or four for quite a while now, so it kind of just seems like it's the go-to kind of phrase. Um, but you know, fingers crossed, maybe these are the three or four that could save Reading Football Club. Let's hope so. Let's <laughs> hope so. Let's hope one of them is the saviour of the mighty Reading FC. So we are off to Wigan on Saturday. Okay, so you're normally quite downbeat on these away days, which you know for about. 12 months was incredibly <laughs> accurate <laughs> and I really had very little comeback for you on that I just you know as you if you've listened to this I just repeatedly went for a 2-1 away win it virtually mm. worked but life being what it was I actually wasn't on the podcast before that happened <laughs> but what are you going to say about Saturday you're going for a win James or do you feel that you know there might be a sting in the tail for the week yet again no, I'm going to go for a draw. I'll take a draw. A draw away from home is a good result, as long as you win your home games. Uh, they're, they're no mugs, Wigan. I know they're sort of um, above us in the table with having points deductions, but they're sort of within that gap that you can sort of claw back into into the mix if you get a decent run of results. Uh, I think we've it's got to be a time to savour the squad that we've got, because who knows what squad we'll have in February. Um, so we've really got to be picking up points while we have the, the strength of the team that we currently have. Do you think Nelson Abbey will be in the starting lineup? Just on gut feel, not on inside. Yeah, gut feel. yeah I think I think I do. We, we asked Sellers that today, and he said for as long as for as long as he's here, he'll play. Um, he seems to be a very level-headed kid uh, and a nice bloke. So you know, hopefully he's 
sort of put things to one side for that 90 minutes or, you know, the 90 minutes, however many 90 minutes he can get through until, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, but yeah, no, I think he'll play. I, I don't quite want to imagine a, a back four, uh, which includes Harley Dean um, and Tyler Binden, to be honest, as a, as a pair. So ideally, Abby is fit. Uh, not fit, but obviously ready. Yeah, that would be absolutely ideal. And I think Mark Byrne, by the state of him today, I think he's uh, he's been pushed into a pretty dark place with all these um, uh, ongoings, which is totally understandable. So now it's time for me to make a prediction. I'm just going to go for 2-1 away. Victory. Why not? I don't believe it's going to happen. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's not possible. It's not possible. It could happen. It could happen. Cause if but you don't believe your happen, own prediction. That can't be happening. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm going to stick with it. I mean, Paul, come <laughs> keep some faith with yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to say that we can do it. And hopefully you enjoyed this. I'm going to now pass it over to Matt, who will be speaking to a Wigan fan. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of the Elm Park Rolls preview podcast, of course, brought to you by Phantom Bruco. Um, we are now switching over to the view from the opposition. It's a familiar foe. We were only facing them four weeks ago, four short weeks. What could possibly happen in four weeks? Well, as kind of we know at Reading FC quite a lot um, to discuss everything to do with Wigan um, and what's happened in those four weeks. Um, we've chucked Barry out, actually, because he's been on quite a few times now. Sorry, Barry, I know you'll be listening. We love you. But we've got on a different voice. We've got Adam this time from Progress with Unity. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well, thanks, Matt. And, um, yeah, it seems a bit weird when I'm 43, but it it sounds like you're bringing in the youth team if you're replacing Barry. Yeah. <laughs> out with the old, in with the new. We'll go with yeah, that. For you, yeah, Adam. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been referred to as the youth team. <laughs> <laughs> we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Um, well, jumping back or winding back the clock four weeks ago, we faced you at the SCL. It was um, a 2-0 home win for Reading FC. Fair to say, though, I think it probably wasn't Wigan's best day and it was probably not one where you guys turned up and probably gave a good account for yourselves. No, not at all. I think we had a we had a spell very early on in the game, but I think after that it was it was an inevitability that Reading were, were going to score and then or course to a win. Um, I think probably if you'd upped it a bit more, you might have got a bigger win potentially. But it was almost like towards the end of the game that neither side really was that interested in 
but we we didn't seem that interested in trying to pull it back and you didn't really seem that interested in trying to push it on really i think we accepted our fate and you thought well you know we've got a busy christmas period coming and uh let's save some energy i mean it wasn't one if you're a neutral i don't think you'd have been rushing back to watch those two t- Let, let's say we've got any neutrals i don't think they'll be at the dw watching this game <laughs> again on uh on saturday it wasn't it wasn't a classic but certainly one very good goal uh, from our big, uh, big friend the seas and uh obviously sam smith got the uh the other one so yeah i mean i've got to say on the day reading far superior towards it shows our inconsistencies i guess really yeah well one thing i i'm not gonna try and um or i'm not gonna believe you when you say that reading wigan or wigan reading isn't a bigger game than you know like a barcelona v real madrid because it is two of the biggest teams in league one come on let's not talk it down here adam um let's jump on to the christmas period then for for wigan because i guess that loss it kind of it set off a bit of an up and down period for you over christmas you know you you then had a boxing day loss to derby um lost one nil then beat Carlisle 2-0, probably a game that, you know, you were thinking that you'd want to be picking up points in that game. Good draw away at Barnsley. Then then you had the FA Cup, sorry, um, game against Man United, which obviously you guys lost, played well, but lost. Um, Northampton draw. But then again, you know, the EFL Cup uh, last night, actually, as we record it, against Doncaster, which you ended up losing on, on penalties. Give us a bit of an insight into, I guess, the inconsistencies that you touched upon. Yeah, um, Boxing Day was an odd one because Paul Warren said that it was Derby's most complete performance of the season. They beat us 1-0, but we didn't really lay a glove on them at all. Um, in fact, we I don't know whether we played Lincoln before or after you. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there were two consecutive home games where we didn't have a shot on target. And I don't know how in the Derby game they gave us a, an XG of something like 0.3, not 0.3. I mean, I would have probably said minus XG. <laughs> it was that It was that bad. Um, yeah, they just controlled. They were a good side Derby, though, so you don't really gauge yourself against them. Then, like you said, we won the game that really mattered against Carlisle. I think we turned up that day. We we are superior in class. I mean, our best half of the season was against Carlisle at their place. But then again, inconsistencies in a game. You know, we didn't we didn't win the game, even though we were so good in the first half. But we coasted to victory that game between Christmas and New Year. And then New Year's Day, Barnsley, we were absolutely fantastic in that game, but we just didn't have the clinical edge. Um, We've had some games where we've kind of controlled in terms of possession and territory, but not really created chances. But Barnsley, yeah, the goal came completely against the runner player for Barnsley. And then, you know, in the second half, we we absolutely battered them. And, you know, in the end, I think they were making substitutes to get the points and we were making substitutes to get the win. A cracking goal as well from Johnny Smith, if people haven't seen it. Really good goal. Then, obviously, you mentioned the Man United game. And, you know, the build-up was great. And it's good to see a full stadium again. But, yeah, I mean, I think we did play well. But 
there was no, you couldn't say we were unlucky, really. You know, they, they were miles better than us, which you'd expect, wouldn't you? You did have a couple of chances very early on in that game. Which, on, I, mean, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was watching it in the pub, and I think there was one in the third minute, and I think it's about then the 25th or so, yeah, which yeah. you just so, uh, yeah, you saw got, them not go in. Yeah, Asgard had a good chance at the far post mm. uh, from a, a, a good move down the right. It's a great cross from Gordo. Um, you know, on another day, I don't think he did much wrong, really. It with his weaker foot, left foot, he was on target. But I mean, there were, some of the pundits were saying, "Well, why didn't?" I think it was Ian Wright saying, "Well, why didn't you just lift it over the keeper?" But I think should have been a class. Yeah, <laughs> big class differences are there between um, yeah. a League One player and Ian Wright, who was. I think Arsenal's second top scorer of uh, of all time, and mm. I think I think the more realistic comments came from Keane and Martinez saying mm. hit the target. You know, it was a good move, but then as soon as Man United scored, they obviously controlled controlled the game. But it was a good experience, you know, very young team out there again, so really good experience for them. Mm. And then Northampton on Saturday. Um, just gone. I went went to the six fields and again, you know, a really good strong start to the game. It gave a really soft penalty away. Went one nil down. Couldn't believe it really um, because we were so dominant. And this is an informed Northampton side as well with full of confidence. And we just completely outplayed them. Uh, but again, come away with a point. It's a good point on paper because Northampton are playing well, but it's a game again, like the Barnes again, that we should have won. Uh, and then inconsistencies within a game. I think Exhibit A was last night in the um, Bristol Street Motors. First 20 minutes, it looked like it was a Premier League team versus a, a pub team. It, like Wigan was so dominant, it looked like he could score with every attack. We scored on 11 minutes. We carried on that sort of level for about another nine minutes. And after 20 minutes, suddenly turned into back heels, uh, little flicks. I, I don't know what we were trying to show in the game, but I was disappointed with it because what that allowed and Doncaster could sit in for a bit while we were messing about. And then I guess in the second half, they said, let's, let's go at them. You know, they're essentially, I don't know if you swear on this uh, podcast, so I'll just say taking the pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he probably got them up for it in the second half and Doncaster didn't control it, but they were the better side in the second half. Um, scored the deserved equaliser and then goes to penalties where it's a lottery. And um, yeah, we're out of that competition, which probably were close to being the favourites to win it, I think, at that stage. So yeah, it was... It was disappointing last night because of the attitude of the players, but yeah, they're still a young team and these are the type of things. I hope that in private, Sean Maloney has given them a bit of a rollick and he doesn't seem to be the person who'll ever hang his players out to dry, but I am hoping that he's given them a bit of a kick up the backside because mm-hmm. I just thought the, the complacency and arrogance when we're winning 1-0 I 
shouldn't be there. You know, we fair enough. If you do winning four five nil, you can get the old layers going and the flicks and everything, but not one nil against a professional football team. Then we just got it completely wrong. So we've had some big defeats this year in in uh, League One, but that was the most disappointed performance for me because we were so dominant early on. So that I think all that highlights the inconsistencies really. That the first point you made spot on was so inconsistent, but I guess because we're a, a very young side. Like you say, this, the side is very young and there's also been a number of key injuries for, for Wigan this year. Probably none more so than Matt Smith in midfield for you guys who came back, I think, in the second half of the, that game against Northampton. Um, I think a, a young midfielder again, I think he's 23 for you guys, but been out since you know the back end of September for you, for you guys. You know, an injury of three, four months. How big is that? with him coming back for this weekend, do you think? Um, because I'd probably anticipate he probably starts for you this weekend. Yeah, I would think so now. He's had, um, so he, I think he played about 60 minutes last night. He played 30 minutes on Saturday against Northampton. He was involved actually in both both of the goals that we've scored in the last two games. Um, I mean, it's interesting because he is still a young young lad really but he's got a lot more experience you know under his belt um obviously he's going to be sort of well prepared technically because he's come from arsenal's academy um and he, he has that bit of a class edge i guess on players that have come through our academy and our academy is excellent you know we we looked just before COVID, we were in the quarterfinals of the Youth Cup, we'd beaten Tottenham along the way. And some of the players who were playing that were in that that team. I mean, Asgard was in it, uh, Deco was in it. I think, I think the team this year is very good testament, I think, to the Wigan Wigan um, Academy. I think when you look at the amount of players, like you say, that are in it and have come through and are thriving this year under Sean Maloney, I think, you know, that's, that's testament to it and yeah. kind of all credit. Yeah, but... So. As you know, with young young players, if it if you don't really have that experience in there as well, that it's okay when things are going well, but when maybe you've got difficult moments, um, it's how they it handle it. Yeah, it's the pressure really that's on them, and mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to. I mean, our main two centre midfielders probably this season have been Adiko and Smith, who um, this is uh, Scott Smith. It's bizarre because little fact for you maybe a quiz question <laughs> is the fact that Wigan hadn't ever had a player called Smith start a game in the football league which is amazing given you think about the name Smith that's the stalwart of English names yeah with, with, with yeah with Smith. But then this this season this <laughs> season we've had three Smiths <laughs> started, started, uh, started the game but Scott Smith and the deco two players that hadn't started a league game before this season then we've got marcio gordo who hadn't started a game at all um when he came on loan from fulham um even charlie hughes this time last season he was just about coming into um into the team you know so he's only got a year's experience and obviously he's very talented and then even the likes of Asgard and Lang, you know, they're still relatively young, you know, in their early development stages. And Morrison, who we got from Bayern Munich, it sounds brilliant, but essentially it's Bayern Munich B team. And so, again, he's not played first team football 
Um, so, yeah, we've got Chambers in on loan as well from Liverpool. Who it's a good signing. Played it's a good signing that for you. Mm. Yeah, good signing, yeah. I mean, he got man of the match um, on Saturday from the progress with Unity listeners. I think sometimes there's a bit of a recency bias, isn't there? And you, you, you're always looking at your lone player and if they come from Liverpool. But he had a good game. I just thought everybody on, at Northampton was 7 out of 10. It's hard to pick a man of the match. But again, and you know, he's played some Liverpool matches. You know, I think he's a really good signing uh, mm -hmm. for us. And we, we have to look at these, you know, essentially free loans. It's free loans and free agents. So... Yeah. Well, I've seen know all about yeah, that and kind of the way yeah, that... Yeah, you know yourself, it's very difficult. But yeah, yeah, it's academy and free, mm. free chances, free loans. Yeah. And it's difficult, isn't it, when you're in that situation? Difficult, but has left you guys... Uh, well, it's a bit of a false position because I say you guys are in 18th year, um, five points above, you know, uh, Reading FC in the relegation zone at the moment. But without your point deduction at the start, you're up in 10th year, you, you, you know only a few points off the playoffs. How how have you guys seen this season go and what's what's kind of the aspirations for, for you guys this season? Well I'm I'm pretty happy really with the way it's gone. I mean I think we might have been a bit of a victim of our own and success and raising expectations. The fact that we managed to wipe eight points off in four games. So I think that raises expectations. I still think there's a few fans that think we should be doing better than what we are. But given the injuries that we've had, given the fact that we've had to rely on players that really should have just been squad players who you would ease in, I think the season has been tremendous for me so far. I think I, I can't see us going down. I just I think there's too much quality in our... Barring a major injury crisis, I don't think we're going to be there in the last five games worrying about our League One status. Yeah. I think we'll pick up enough points at home, um, finish in the middle of the table, and then you then raise your aspirations for next season, really. I think you, this is um, very much a transitional year, both on and off the pitch. So a realist has to say that a mid-table finish, given a eight-point deduction is an excellent season. I think certainly given given the troubles in the summer, how close you were kind of, um, you know, to the brink really in the summer and, you know, the ownership crises that have kind of gone on at Wigan. Um, yeah, you know, I think all the best to, to you guys. And I think a consolidation season and pushing on next season, I think, you know, will yeah. be, be really, really well received. So, um, yeah, looking at Saturday then, um, Adam, I know what you gave us a score prediction on the Progress with Unity podcast. I'm going to try and push you for a score prediction on the Elm Park Rules preview podcast. Mm -hmm. What are you going to go with? Last time we were at the DW, we did in fact take obviously the win last season, 1-0, Tomlin's free kick. What are you going to go with this time? Yeah, well, I think I said off air, didn't I, that I gave the prediction based on the fact that we tend to win when we need to win at home. But then I've looked at Reading's form. So, um, yeah, let's say, you know, when you put, you can put a bet on and you can put two bets on the scoreline, not to encourage gambling, by the way, gamble responsibly, but I might, I went for 2-0 on the progress with Unity, but I might go for 1-1 um, yeah. just to, uh, so if I put both of those on, I think a point, 
I, I think for us it's not bad because you're not gaining on us. I, I think Reading probably would be looking for the win, I think. And recently you've not had too bad a record at Wigan. Um, you obviously had the 3-1 win when... Bizarrely, I'm sure you had Pelly and Puskas in the same jo team. Jo Georgie, Georgie Puskas with, I think it was the four minute 58 or so, I think it was hat trick. Yeah. Never but scored for us again. Pelly was playing as well, wasn't he? Uh, he was, yes. Yeah, Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking, is, Mar is Maradona or Platini going to turn up as well? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that was the team of many names, but sadly none yeah. of the names really actually did anything good or were remotely yeah. good footballers. It was a weird season and a weird set of players that, but yeah. 1-1 um, one, one then for you on the, on, on, on the prediction on that. Um, I I think I'm going to go. I'm I'd be happy with a one-one. I'd be content. A point away from home is always a good point, especially when when you look at how bad Reading have been um, of late. Um, I might get to a point where I predict an away win at some point. It's not coming yet, though. I'm, I'm going to stick with one-one. We're going to go boring. Sorry, everybody. Um, we've talked it up, and yeah, but one-one. There we go. Yeah, I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to say as well before. Uh, before we leave this conversation, that um, obviously being in that position, as you've alluded to in the summer, um, I think we understand better than anybody what Reading fans are going through at the moment. And we clearly wish you all the best. We'll be supporting you on, on Saturday. And I'm on the Supporters Trust myself. And if ever people want to chat whether it's just about trying to stay mentally positive because it's as we well know it's we invest everything don't we it's not it's not just money it's time and it and, and the big thing is emotion and yeah. um it's a very difficult time so we do empathize with you and any support that Wigan can give you um we'd be delighted to do that because um you know, we, we, we stand together, you know, it's these these owners that I can't swear on here, but you can imagine the word that I might say. <laughs> and it's not a nice word to describe yours, but I think I think everybody in the game really, including the regulators, probably would use the same words, wouldn't they, if they weren't on a mm -hmm. weren't on an actual podcast or a TV programme about your owner. So yeah, we wish you all the best in the uh in the near future top man no i really appreciate it adam and yeah if there's one thing i think wigan and reading fc fans can bond over it that is that of uh um you said we don't swear on this show we do shit owners um i don't think there's any other way to put it to be honest yeah, yeah, okay. wigan have had yeah. their fair share my swear, my swear word might have been a bit stronger than that <laughs> <laughs> yes we we won't go into that territory i think we all kind of know what, what direction we might be going <laughs> but yeah no i do agree with you um but yeah um adam thank you so much for joining us obviously um on on, on this episode best of luck obviously for, for the rest of the season um and yeah touchwood hopefully wigan don't have any any further owners problems obviously following on from the summer and you can have a prosperous rest of the season and obviously seasons ahead um we will of course be back with a post-match review looking back at the Wigan game win loss or draw um you know we will of course be bringing you all of our reaction and thoughts on the game if you have enjoyed the podcast remember to like it follow us on 
on all of our socials as well give us a five star review on your podcast of choice it really does help us in stuff like podcast rankings they are a bit boring but they do help us a lot i know um so yeah thank you everyone obviously for listening i've been matt lasley this has been the unpack rules preview podcast we'll catch you on the next one <laughs>